Hey everybody, this is Sam, that girl with the curls, bringing you another amazing episode of the podcast. Uh, this is yet another, well, the second of two, I guess, so it was a limited run series of the uh, Sam is clearly sick. Uh, I think you can hear it less this go around, but uh, it's probably still there uh, in the in the nasal cav- uh, cavity of some sort. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, me still kind of sick and recovering, but at the same time, I wanted to talk about uh, the subject that had come up at the time of the recording, which was the um, plethora of properties deciding that an R rating was going to be the uh, the route they were going to take either with the movie itself, the movie proper, or with uh, the DVD Blu-ray releases. Um, notably, we have Wolverine 3, uh, them, uh, them deciding at Fox to make Wolverine 3 an R-rated movie, um, which we discuss, and also the release of an ultimate quote-unquote edition of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, uh, on DVD and Blu-ray, uh, you know, well after it's, it's, um, it's out of the theaters. So, uh, I mean, this is all, uh, following the success of Deadpool, which we also discuss. Um, I, this was me really just trying to kind of work through, I, you know, I, I, you always go through that process where you're like, I, I'm not a prude. I'm not someone who judges the taste of other people in their, you know, what they like to watch or what they prefer to watch or whatever rating it is, which is still an arbitrary system regardless. But I don't know, like the superhero genre is essential, especially certain properties. I feel like don't warrant an R rating, but again, um, I don't control the world. I will someday, but not now. Uh, So this was me just getting together a group of people who I trust, love, and adore. Uh, You know, not necessarily all in that order, but you can pick. Uh, So these are returning guests. Uh, You'll remember JP, uh, James, or Roman on the Rocks, uh, my friend Tiffany, as well as Sean. Um, You've heard them on various podcasts. I can't really name them for you right now. But anyway, they were uh, very generous in giving me some of their time. Uh, We only had Sean for about a half an hour before he cut out, but he makes himself known, as Sean always does. Um, And I love him for it. Uh, so basically, yeah, this is us talking for a couple of hours. I, I won't, I won't lie. This, whenever you get a group of people, regardless, um, especially about four or five of them, you're, you're gonna go long and longer for for my podcast, especially. So uh, yeah, enjoy. Uh, hopefully, it spurs some discussion along. Um, towards the end of it, I, I'm kind of. I mean, I'm still on the fence about it, but again, it's not really going to destroy me if there's a rated R version of Batman vs. Superman. I just don't want Mopey Wonder Woman. So there you go. Uh, that's it. Uh, but yes, please to enjoy uh, episode 58 of That Girl with the Curls, entitled Wade Wilson and the Hard R Rating. Oh, and just as a, a, a rem- uh, not a reminder so much as a, a little bit of a warning, uh, everybody has a different system of computer, so there are some audio things that I just couldn't fix because everyone's computer or microphone was operating differently, so just bear bear with us. Uh, it's, it's all entertaining. It's good stuff, but uh, yeah, there might be some audio issues, so just try to keep your volume at a fairly even keel. <laughs> Cue the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
got combo moves, he fades him more with bear traps and hand grenades. Pull the pistol like a maniac right in your face. Popping off caps, leave a trail of guts. Sitting on my chair, scratching my nose. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Quit lording it over us, Sean, that you live in Canada. Land of the free and home of the whopper. Hey, Sean, do me a favor. Who else is from Canada? Dead Justin Bieber. Aw, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to lay some ground rules down because we have five people who all want to talk. And we're all going to talk over each other at some point, so we're going to have to do this a little bit more structured, all right? Okay, structured. I don't know what she's talking about. Shut up. (laughs) Everyone gets... Out. Oh, you only have five minutes? No, I said 30 minutes. Oh, 30 minutes. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll get as far into the conversation as Shauna can go, and then, <laughs> then he'll leave. And then we'll leave you! <laughs> and then he'll go away. Um, but still, like, everyone's passionate about certain things, so I just want to make sure that we can all get heard. <laughs> like, that's... Do you want to just call on each of us? Probably. How do you want to do that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> call me! Come and, like, come and see. It's like, oh, I'll sing that. We'll sing that shit. <laughs> uh, I, I will, I will pick the order as we go because I'm looking at a square basically. So we'll start with um, Sean, James, Tiff, and then JP. We'll do that. Sweet. So that'll. No, JP, take the longest. <laughs> go fuck yourself, dude. <laughs> so glad he said you and not me. <laughs> I love JP. I, I love JP, but we we all know that he takes the longest answer. Just a straight up fact now. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't think you've experienced a podcast with me yet, Sean. So I'm not sure. I you think can we have me. actually. I've definitely been on yes? one with you. I've yeah. only been on like one or maybe two. Sam, yeah, help you, me. Well, you were on have a we you were on a group one with yeah, no, with uh, God, what did we do? What were we talking about? Shit. I don't know anymore. No, no. No. Because you and I, I did like, one. Just the two of oh, us. Really I don't know. Whatever. We, we talked about Star Wars. That's it. Was on that, that was it. That was it. I remember JP. Yeah. I think Sean is new to being on the same podcast with you, but... Um, ah! <laughs> can't forget JP. <laughs> can't forget JP. I'm like a parasite. Just keep coming back. Your doctor just called and he said, Hey, you've got that JP virus again. <laughs> that shit just never goes away. Hey, I got a new medication. I'm on three now. Ooh. I know, I'm like, Fancy. <laughs> Alright, let's get this shit started. Okay. Just, so, I. I've shut up, Sean. <laughs> I'm trying to talk here. I'm doing an introduction here. Uh, welcome everybody to the panel. Uh, I have I have assembled a super team of uh, amazing panelists that uh, are here to talk about a super topic, basically, uh, mostly the uh, genre of hard R. <laughs> uh, <laughs> movies and uh basically how it kind of taps into the superhero genre and how uh hollywood's not learning anything from it uh and then also some batman versus superman news which also ties into this hard r thing yay hard r 
Hard R. Um, R. R. Hard R. Is that a thing now? Is it? Is, we're not going. Yes. We're not going to say NC seventeen. We're just going to go hard R. Yeah. It's, go hard or go home, man. Yeah, because I mean, basically, the NC seventeen rating will just—it's just no one's going to go for that with any kind of movie at this point because it won't. They—they they will get no money. <laughs> they will get, virtually get no money. Uh, it's the difference between Skinamax and actual porn. It's the difference between it's the difference between the uh, the longing looks of Batman and Superman and them actually getting it on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Midnighter. Oh, Midnighter! Him and Apollo. Let's get it on, guys! Come on, the authority. So, what we are going to start talking about is Deadpool, because I think this is a good jumping off point, at least. Um, and not necessarily like we're going to get into the movie, but the the sense is that, not the sense, but it actually has uh, had the highest success of a rated R movie. I think, I think it's... Cross-genre. Is it cross-genre? Yeah, because I think it is, it's either matching, uh, what is it, The Passion? No, it is beaten now, Passion of the Christ. It has beaten The Passion it of the Christ. ironically... Look, everyone knows that Deadpool is our Lord and tr- Lord and Savior. <laughs> He's the new I Jesus. Mean, clearly, he can not die. He'll keep coming back, <laughs> and he'll provide loaves and fishes for the masses. I think. Um, but yeah, so the whole thing is like Deadpool is like breaking records all over the place. Uh, it is also the highest-grossing, I think, X-Men movie at this point. Like, uh, I believe so, or it was. It was getting up there. But, so, this thing is just, it's kind of a game changer, but, of course, Hollywood always learns the lo- the wrong lesson from movies like this. So, so safe, James Gunn. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, because, uh, for those who don't know, James Gunn put out a, a very lengthy uh, Facebook post, basically talking about how Deadpool is, is a success because it, uh, it, it matches what is right for the character, that the, the R rating is for the character and the, um, oh, what is it? I'm sorry. I'm getting over a cold, so I might ramble a little bit. Uh, so the hard R is more conducive with the character element than it is, oh my God, look at the spectacle. So I'm just going to go around and I know that Tiff, you haven't seen it yet. So, um, uh, Sean, have you seen it? Yes, yes oh. I have. Okay, so Sean, James, JP, you've all seen it. So, yes, um, starting with Sean, just like, what's your just overall opinion of Deadpool right now? I, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was action packed and probably the funniest comedy I'd seen in at least a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I laughed a lot through that movie, and I really do think the R was necessary. Um, I'm very desensitized to violence, though, so, I mean, <laughs> realistically, you could have just cut out some blood, and I probably wouldn't have cared as much, but um, I think it was just Ryan Reynolds' dick that put it right over the fucking bar right there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's just around. waving around there. The um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think it was great. I think the R rating really did help, um, but I, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it overall. Good. Okay. Uh, James, what, what are your overall feelings towards Deadpool? Um. I mean, it's no big secret that I've got a pretty hard crush for Carl Urban. 
<laughs> this movie really put Ryan Reynolds in a really close second. He uh, is kind uh, of... Yeah. He's very uh, dreamy, uh, I will say this. I mean, I mean for, for, for lack of better phrasing, I mean, this movie really kind of made my dick hard. Like, it, was, it was everything I could have wanted. It was like everything. full chub or half chub? Oh, it was it was full chub. Like, <laughs> like, like, we were raging through the whole movie. It was great. <laughs> like, it was... It was. It, like, this movie was just... It, I, I discovered Deadpool as, uh, in, in the comic book world uh, just a few years ago. Um, it was probably six, seven years ago. Like, I had heard about the character, and people were like, oh, he's this giant wise-ass, you'd love him. And I was like, uh, I don't really read Marvel. <laughs> um, and then I totally gave it a shot. And actually, it was uh, Team Deadpool. It was that whole, like, stint of comics that, like, really made me fall in love with the character overall. Um and so I was, like, from the get-go, like, hearing Ryan Reynolds' passion about it, and, like, what he, like, the fact he fought so hard to make this an R movie, like, because that was his whole stance, was, like, it needs to be an R, not, not because it needs gratuitous amounts of violence and language, this is just, it's the character, the character mm-hmm. is a rated R character, he just is, um, and it was, it was, it was everything I could have wanted, uh, I don't think I stopped laughing from beginning to end, like, mm-hmm. the whole thing was just amazingly hilarious it, it was it was a live action comic book like i loved it yeah uh now, now tiff i just want to like what were what has your impressions been of like any advertising you've seen like you know is this is this definitely something that you would want to see oh god yes the only reason why i haven't seen deadpool is purely financially related my so doesn't have a job at the moment so finances are such that we can't go and see a movie just whenever we want despite the fact that we would love to but all that aside um everything i have seen from reactions of my friends to reviews that i've been posted online to discuss the determination of why deadpool was successful and what lesson was going to be taken away from that it, it all really resonates with me mm-hmm. um i i enjoy reading differing reviews on it and was really interested to find that a lot of people, when they had a problem with the movie, it was for precisely the reason why you would see a Deadpool movie in the first place. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you like the character, and you you really know what's going on with it, even remotely, you'll probably like the movie. Mm-hmm. But if you do a basic Wikipedia search, and you're like, blah, 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 Deadpool, blah, 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 gratuitous violence, blah, 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 pansexual, oh, okay... If any of that just hits your no button, don't see the movie. Yeah. You won't have fun. (laughs) Yeah, it seems to be the consensus from what I've read as well, is that unless you're, like, really kind of into Deadpool and kind of have, like, some at least, like, love and understanding of the character, it's it's probably not your movie. (laughs) It's like... uh, Oh, you went with... Sean, what, what was that? I went to, with some people who'd never read Deadpool and, and knew very little about it, and they still enjoyed it, and they thought it was a fun ride. Oh, good for them, then. I, thank you for proving I me wrong. that's awesome. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 would, I would rather be proven wrong on that than make a sweeping generalization and just be like, well, that was awfully glib of you. <laughs> so, um, but... Uh, to that point, though, isn't there something to be said for these not having the most broad appeal. Like, I think that that's part of why Deadpool has been successful, is it didn't try and appeal to everybody and their mom who maybe never even thought about seeing 
comic book movie. It, it, it was just Deadpool from beginning to end, and if you liked it, great. This is going to be awesome. If you don't, then that's okay. There's other movies for you. It definitely, like, what the, the appeal of the movie definitely has been, uh, I think, for a lot of people who maybe weren't initially going to go see it, but then, like, maybe word of mouth, like, sent them to it, is that it's its own thing. Like, it, yeah. it's not within the, the typical Marvel brand. It's different. And that's what is making it more appealing to a lot of people. I mean, the story is very simplistic. It's not trying to be anything more than what it really is, which is just kind of a kind of a love story in a weird way and because it's so simplistic it gets to play around with the the tropes and the genre a lot more than a regular x-men movie would uh which is that's why it was successful it's not because it was rated r it's not because he's swearing and there's sex and everything it's because the character is fully represented the way he should be um, and, and so we're going to move on to JP. Like what, what are, what are your impressions of Deadpool? Uh, yeah. So I thought it was fucking fantastic. There we go. We're talking about the best penises in Deadpool. <laughs> it was clearly Marina Baccarin's. Okay. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Oh my um, God. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, right? Like it's, it, it is. It's just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. I mean, this is the kind of comedian he's been his whole career, and it just allows him to be more of that. I also think that this, I think the, I I think a lot of what's going on is there's this general misnomer that this is like different, and it's really not. This is every comic book, every comic book character has darker stories or more aggressive stories, and even Wolverine has had comedic dark stories where it's kind of funny and he was still killing people and it's not new i think deadpool makes it appealing because ryan reynolds makes it appealing mm-hmm. um for matt for the masses and i think deadpool in the comics is just fucking great and it's it's easy to make that that good but kick-ass was with you know was successful too it's not like we haven't had a, a successful rated r big fairly large budget superhero movie before Mm -hmm. i think everyone's kind of just i don't know it's like oh because it's because it happens to be in the marvel universe because it happens to have any association with with that brand Mm -hmm. and of course the mouse behind it (laughs) um everyone's like oh how risque and stuff like that and i think when you just stop and think about it, it's really not that weird or special. I also think that Brianna Hildebrand was fucking on point. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Negasonic Teenage Warhead might end up being like the standout character. Actually, no, I think like all the all the female characters actually are pretty sweet. I mean, even Angel Dust for how little Ronda Rousey is doing. In, in the movie, like, when she's fighting Colossus, it's pretty fucking sweet. It's Gina, it's Gina Carano. Oh, okay. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> I've been doing that lately, just confusing people, so. <laughs> Gina Carano. Whatever. Anyway, my point still stands. She's not... <laughs> my point remains valid. Uh, she's She's not doing a lot of, like, heavy acting, but when she's fighting Colossus and they're going toe-to-toe, you're just like, I believe this. I like everything that I am seeing right now, and I approve. <laughs> so, 
Um, but it, it does speak to uh, the the next point, which is James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy and Slither and whatnot. Uh, he he wrote a really it was a really well thought out piece uh, on Facebook, uh, basically talking about how Hollywood is inevitably going to learn the the wrong lessons from Deadpool. That they're going to see the rated R thing and the raunchy stuff, and they're going to think, "Oh, that's what's successful about it," and we're going to you know uh, make more movies that are going to be like, "It's kind of like Deadpool. It's got a hard R. It's really raunchy, and it's a comic book property." Oh my God, you're really excited about it, right? It's like, well, no, not necessarily. Um, so. I, I mean, I, I definitely want to get everyone's opinion, but does someone have, like, a, a, a fairly strong opinion about this right now or uh, that they want to jump in first? Anything? I think go in order and keep things simple because otherwise we will totally get off track. Okay. I Ex- know we will. Agree. Ex- ex- excellent point, <laughs> Tiff. We haven't really been succeeding in keeping on track either, so... That is also true. I'm going to have to be taskmaster. Mas- uh, damn it! I can't <laughs> the masker of tasks. The masker of tasks. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on my card now. <laughs> like Samantha Cross, Master of Tasks. New job skills. Oh my god, it's going on my resume. Um, so, um, Sean, what? Uh, I mean, have you read James Gunn's post? First of all, yes, yes, I did. Okay. I did. Um, how how do you how do you see what he said and like applying it to like Deadpool and, and Hollywood and everything? Uh, I. He's a very smart individual. I, I definitely can see it happening fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, very easy to see how, you know, every single one will look at it and be like, oh, we need to make it R, or we need to make a superhero movie that's R, this property rated R, because that's in, and people pay a lot of money to see it. Guaranteed it's going to happen. It's just the way Hollywood works. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have new ideas. They keep churning out the same thing over and over again. So when something new comes out that has a good formula and works, of course, everyone else is going to try to replicate that in whatever way they can to get success. Um, some will benefit from it. I think there'll be some movies that get an R rating that will totally work for that character or that storyline. Some will crash and burn, unfortunately. But, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely agree with James Gunn that, um, you know, the people who set out to get it right for the right reasons will get it right, and you'll see them reap the benefits. And then you'll have studios that, you know, are just looking to cash in on it, and they'll they'll end up losing. So that's my two cents. Well, and it's especially, it's interesting because within the last, I mean, ever since Nolan started with his, um, uh, Batman movies. Yeah. Because that's right. (laughs) (laughs) But, but that's true. It's like with Batman begins and especially after the dark Knight, I think it was, it was then everyone going like, Oh, dark and gritty, more quote unquote grounded, you know, is, is what Exactly. Well, it's, it's why Man of Steel ended up being a gray mess of, of what it is. Um, but a lot of studios like started looking at that aesthetic and being like, oh, that's what people like. It's like, no, that's what people liked for Batman. Like, we don't need everyone to be like that. Guess what? We like kind of light and cheerful every once in a while. We, we can't just be depressed all the time. We're not Sylvia Plath, you know? Um, I mean, depressed people would probably disagree with well, but. perhaps. I mean, maybe. Uh, Speaking as a depressed person, I don't want depression pudding for all of my films. There we go, actually. see? <laughs> Tiff is going to represent all the depressed people. Um, exactly. Uh, but then you also had a similar thing with uh, 
uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, when that first trailer dropped, you know, everyone was like, what the fuck is this? And I'm going to go see it because they did a great job marketing what is still a very basic Marvel movie. I mean, James Gunn and uh, Nicole Perlman, who were the, the writers, and then James Gunn as the director, did a great job of crafting a very um, a, a movie that had a voice, definitely. But the story is fairly basic, you know? And, and then you have movies that are trying to copy that or have been trying to copy that. Uh, the Suicide Squad, the most recent trailer using uh, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, was directly influenced by Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and, I mean, you'd have to... Sorry, you'd have to be an idiot not to see that connection. Um, I apologize to all the idiots out there. Uh, <laughs> but we're seeing that now Deadpool is going the same route, where it's like they're looking at one or two things going, oh, that's what everyone's attracted to. It's like, well, that's part of it. You're only getting, like, maybe one-third of it right. Uh, but you have to figure out the other two-thirds first before you're going to copy that formula. Um, so, I mean, it's it's not something new anymore, but at the same time, I think it's a little tiresome, uh, if that makes sense to anybody. Uh, but so, I'm, I apologize, James. I totally just kept talking. Uh, uh, have you read, first of all, James Gunn's uh, little uh, uh, write-up, and, you know, what are your opinions of it, if you have? Just finished reading. Oh, um, <laughs> good, then I talked for the right yeah, amount of time. No. Um, actually, I finished it by the time Sean finished. I, I'm a quick read. Um, <laughs> so, um, just not a quick writer. Um, <laughs> so, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I agree in, in all of the ways. Because he does, he makes great points. Like, what, what a claim to the success of a number of movies. I mean, he talks about Iron Man, like, what Favreau and Downey did. Like, mm-hmm. it was unique. It was, it was its own individual thing and like we all knew like there was no way like to successfully duplicate what happened in iron man one mm-hmm. into like another marvel movie or across genre and have the exact same success like the character that was played by by downey um is is everything we wanted him to be because uh, again downey came into that role going i love this character I've been this character. <laughs> I can be this guy. He is and Iron Man. He is, and like, and and that's and that's what's so unique is. I mean, like, I was really like he talks about Ant Man and how unique it was, and that's the thing is like I know a lot of people who are just like I don't know, it wasn't that great, um, or a lot of people who uh, like Tiff honestly was one of those really skeptical because she was like I don't know Paul Rudd <laughs> just kind of annoys me, and I was just like I was like he's so good though like you have to watch it and legitimately like we sat down and watched yeah, it. We're right. Like, that was amazing because it was something like we like like Paul Rudd's style of comedy really worked well for. Mm-hmm. Um, he really added like like to that character. He was that character, and I mean, so far, like I feel like that's where the uniqueness is. And yes, I do agree with what what he said. Is like there's a number of movies already out there who are trying to duplicate all of those same things like there's rom-coms that are trying to like find that same uniqueness and it's just like it no it's not it's not your shtick it's not your shtick like be a rom-com and be original don't 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 be ant-man don't don't try to do that because it it doesn't it's not going to work in the same way Mm -hmm. um and i do agree i think i think hollywood's going to take all of the wrong things like they're like we're going to see a slew of 
bad-mouthing, hyper-violent, rated-R movies. And, and yeah, there's going to be a lot of them that are just going to be a shit show. Like, it's going to be so bad. Coming um, next year, Teenage Motherfucking Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, like, I know a fair amount, like, I know a few people who, like, like ratings determine how good a movie is for them. Like, they like they base it on that. And I've told them, I'm like, you know the rating system's all, like, antiquated and bullshit, right? You, you know it's arbitrary. Like, it literally means nothing. It's a bunch of old people who are supposed to serve a role for one year, serving a role for, like, eight fucking years, <laughs> reading a movie without a checklist of, like, hey, is there nudity? Yes. Automatic R. Like, no, there's no checklist. Like, they could watch it, and it could... It could be an animated children's film, and just because there's a lewd scene where, like, something pees on a bush, but you don't see dick, like, you don't see anything, like, it's just really innocent, and they'd be like, sorry, this is PG-13. Like, it, it, it's so just fucking mind-numbing how, how horrible the rating system is, so it's, uh, it's, it's gonna put us in a really, I don't know, not a good place. Um, like, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna see a lot of shit movies, but again, kind of as Sean stated, like, we're gonna we're gonna see a number of them that you know you throw enough shit at a target eventually you're gonna hit the bullseye um and there's gonna be a there's gonna be a few of them that they're totally gonna find their place they're gonna be unique and they're gonna deserve the r rating because the r rating serves the characters and what they're trying to represent Mm -hmm. versus just hey this worked with deadpool we can do it with anything yeah uh tiff james gunn have you read it what do you think Actually, um, I posted it in the Facebook chat in case anybody hadn't read it a little bit earlier. Um, I'd been going over it a couple of different times, and honestly, strangely enough, the atheist is going to quote the Bible when I say, what has been will be again, what has been done will be done again, and there is nothing new under the sun. Oh, God His damn it, the fire. Point... I'm melting. <laughs> <laughs> you killed Sean! The point in that post, though, was was pretty much putting that in the spotlight. Deadpool is successful because it is doing its own thing. And since there is nothing new under the sun, just like Sean was saying, Hollywood sees a working formula, and rather than say, why did this formula work? They go with, okay, I see one, two, three points. Okay, we're going to do that, and go. It's, it's a template that they work from, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. The vast majority of times, it will not. Mm-hmm. With with certain films, Deadpool, Ant-Man, and James, you were very right in recommending that movie. I did enjoy it, despite the fact that I fucking hate Paul Rudd. <laughs> it, it, it can work. If it is true to its characters, and if it is true to itself. And to be quite honest, I only dislike Paul Rudd because he is playing an overgrown man-child in seemingly everything I've ever seen except for Ant-Man. <laughs> and I have worked with enough overgrown man-children that it's just not fun for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I'm right here. <laughs> I, I figured hate on you to your face. It's nicer than talking about you behind your back, Sean. Fine, Sean, are you in a movie? Are you in a movie right now? <laughs> not now, but I will be. <laughs> Sex and drugs, I'd do what I want. I, I think that they will ultimately see a lot of greenlit films that are unnecessarily raunchy. And believe me, I like raunchy stuff. It's fun. I have a foul sense of 
unnecessary and boring. Aww. You just gotta stop playing that Halo shit. <laughs> Fuck you, I do what I want. <laughs> there we go. That That's what this podcast is gonna boil down to. Fuck you, I do what I want. <laughs> that's the title of this podcast. Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> Uh, JP, uh, your your thoughts on Mr. James Gunn's uh, words and such? So, I will preface this by saying I agree with all the points everyone made. Um, I think when you read his post, it is smart and sensible and true and all of those things. But there is a difference between being correct and being right. And I think while everything he says is absolutely correct, it's a little bit hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Because the only fucking reason we have Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool is because Hollywood goes and repeats the same shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't do those things, there wouldn't even have been a Guardians of the Galaxy or a Deadpool, and no one would give a fuck what this dude was saying. So, you know, to some extent, look, I get it. Hollywood is full of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not new. We all know this. It, it's whether you're talking about the Oscars or Deadpool. It, Hollywood is just full of a bunch of dicks, and we hate them all. And yet we watch their shit and give them tons of money. Big white dicks, too. <laughs> well, or or really leathery, leathery black ones, and we don't know. And, yeah. Um, so. But my point is, to some extent, though, don't bite the hand that feeds you and then and then get on your high horse about it. Like, the only reason why Guardians... Look, Guardians was fantastic, and it was brilliant, but the source material is where all this is coming from, and that's fantastic. And while he directed it, and it was awesome, and it was great... The only reason he had that opportunity is because they do the same shit over and over again. No, that's, I mean, no, that's a fair point. That is a fair point. Uh, any rebuttals, anybody? <laughs> I, I would disagree on one. Point. I would say. Hope oh, that. Go ahead, James. <laughs> well, I I would disagree on the point of Deadpool, um, mostly because that the, the movie really got greenlit not because of any other movie I think made before it. It would. It was the quote unquote leaked footage like the <laughs> amount of fandom that chased after that i mean petition showed up immediately like everybody was going after fox saying you need you need to make this movie you got to make this movie you need to make this movie and, and fox really like they gave in like they gave in they said all right i mean like like we've, we've got millions of people literally telling us they would pay any amount of money to watch this let's get yes. a shot but the only reason why that leaked footage ever existed was because someone made a terrible Wolverine movie that Ryan Reynolds happened yeah. to be in. And he happened to be in that movie, and just the awesome dude that he is, he was like, you know, if I really made one of these movies, this is what it would be like, and it would be fucking great. And we all watched it and said, you're absolutely right. They should go make that movie. Um, but we... He wouldn't even have made that scene if it wasn't for a terrible Wolverine movie that needed no, had no reason being made in the first place. <laughs> See, I would agree with you, JP, on that particular point, and I I would disagree in that uh, there are. 
Guardians of the Galaxy and so many other comic book movies were made because previous comic book movies made money and they wanted to keep making money. But wouldn't you agree that some comic book movies are honestly better than others and the formula does not always work or influence other movies? Like, if you're looking at previous X-Men franchises... You cannot tell me that X-Men 2 and 3 and that horrific Wolverine movie paved the way for success for Deadpool, but rather I would say they lowered the bar of expectation. But you know, you're going to do that. Look, I've I've been reading, watching, participating in everything vampire since I was old enough to understand the words on a page. And... You know, I, I remember being the only fucking kid who knew what who Blade was, other than that movie mm-hmm. that starts Wesley Snipes. And Blade. It, it 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 was it was just really it it's always been my thing. But that means I have to kind of suffer through shit sometimes. <laughs> and true. So in, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. And eventually someone's going to get smart enough. And they're going to pick up Snyder's um, American vampire and they're going to make something out of it. And it's going to be fucking epic. And everyone's going to be like, oh, this is so different. And I'm going to be like, no, it isn't. It's really just good source material on a trope that we've been watching and reading for 25 fucking years. So, yeah. My thing, my thing is this: it's smart, it's relevant. He's right. I'm not, I'm not arguing anything he's saying. I'm just saying, don't be one-sided about it. When you can't, you have to stop and acknowledge that sometimes we need something to be successful for other things to get a chance, and that's how we get these other wonderful things. Mm-hmm. Well, and and to even to that point, it. There, I've seen some articles where they're talking about, like, Deadpool is the first, like, R-rated superhero movie to ever, like, grace our, our, our lovely little eyes, which isn't true at all. I mean, we, uh, th- there have been a fair amount, actually, of R-rated comic book movies, like, prior to Deadpool. I mean, uh, Blade, I think, was it just Blade 1 and 2 were R? Because I, I feel like 3 was a PG-13, but I can't, I don't know. Another yeah. wonderful Ryan Reynolds film. Yeah, well, yeah, Ryan Reynolds in, because uh, it was Ryan Reynolds in Blade Trinity, the third of those Blade movies, that started him down the Deadpool uh, uh, route, basically, because I think one of the executives, or it might because that's a Goyer film as well, that's David S. Goyer writing and directing, um, and he actually, I remember this story, because he actually wanted Ryan Reynolds to play Wally West uh, as the, uh, the Flash, which... I think also would have worked, you know, uh, Wally's a bit quippy. So, uh, <laughs> definitely would. I would have, I could have seen him as Wally more than I saw him as Hal Jordan in, the, yeah. in Green Lantern, quite frankly. But, uh, so the Blade movies were for the most part rated R. We had all three of them were all three of them. Okay. So all yep. three movies are R. Uh, I should have known that because he's, he calls Parker Posey like a thunder cunt at some point. So it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's an R movie. <laughs> so. Also, I just want to point out that Blade Trinity is the reason why Ryan Reynolds ever went to a personal trainer in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because before that, he was just as chubby as all of the rest of the nerdy community. He was a schlubby kind of guy-ish. You know, just, what, just watch it. If you if you um, saw him on Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place, you'd be like, I'm, I'm 
he might go to the gym every once in a while, but yeah, Blade Trinity, it's like, damn! <laughs> it's like, what? my hands. He's also the only thing that saved that movie for me, not because of his abs, fantastic though they may be, True. but because of his humor. He is a funny motherfucker, and he can carry off a terrible role and make it his own, mm-hmm. just like he did in Blade Trinity, just like he did in Wolverine. Well, and even admittedly, with the history of like Blade Trinity, you really kind of had to. Like, yeah. that movie was going to have any kind of success, considering Mr. Snipes was spending all of his time getting high <laughs> and not showing up on set, so they had to film around Mr. Snipes' fucking schedule of, like, I'm, I'm taking a bong hit right now. <laughs> Look, I'm avoiding my uh, my tax guys right now, so if you guys could just... Uh, <laughs> didn't you go to prison, like, not very long yeah. after that movie? Right after. Yeah. For tax evasion, though. Right yeah. after for tax yeah. evasion. And it, now he's making horrible Western vampire movies. Or, uh, or, yeah. No, he isn't. We're denying that. <laughs> I watched it. I, just, I don't know why I did. James, we all know that those well, things don't exist. <laughs> I made you watch it. That's why you did it. But uh, but but still, we had so we had Blade. We've had um, what was it? Uh, Kickass, uh, Watchmen, another Zack Snyder joint. Um, Three hundred, yet another Zack Snyder joint. Um, uh, I know I'm missing one or two here. Uh, Spawn. The point is, we're not. We're, this is not new. No, it's not new. What is what is new to audiences, I think, is uh, more so is that this is a character within a universe that has established somewhat of a, it's, that's been established as more of a PG-13 universe, even regardless of the fact that this is Fox Studios, because a lot of people still can't make that distinction between Fox owns this and Marvel Studios owns that. Well, you know. even the movie itself, I mean, the movie itself points that out in, mm-hmm. in many, many different ways and scenes, like, across the board. I mean, if you look at, if you look at the, the way the character, like, Colossus is represented, like, he's this very PG, PG-13 character. Oh like, my god, he doesn't yeah. curse, like, he's very polite, and, like, he's, he's just, like, the sweetest guy. But that, and, the, and, and oddly enough, that is the first time Colossus has been Colossus. Like, yeah, like, legitimately. Like, mm-hmm. not, you know, like, I made this random appearance as, like, a young teenage boy who could turn into metal. Yeah, like, who no. didn't even have a Russian accent. It was just, right. Peter, do this. Like, okay. Like, what? That's not Colossus. Oh, it's fine. No, it's uh, not. Brian Singer is whatever. Uh, <laughs> shit on my dreams. Um, well, yeah, but, it, so, I mean, there's, there's that. There's the fact that, uh, you know, like, even... There's even, like, a little line where it's just, like, you know, like, you, you know, we'll, we'll take you back to the mansion, and you're gonna, you know, you'll you'll have, you know, you can talk to Professor X, and it's the whole, like, is that Stuart or McAvoy? I love that I can't line. keep up with these, these, uh, these timelines. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, it was so, it, like, and so it is. I mean, like, the movie is, again, un, unapologetically offensive in its own ways uh, because of the character is and that's just how he is mm-hmm. and then at the same time making fun of like again the pg pg 13 standard that hollywood has had for a really long time well, um, and especially with superhero movies like currently i mean right. what what we're looking at as well is uh you know the Mar- the marvel cinematic universe has built its its empire its phases on PG-13, basically, where it's like, okay, there's stuff happening, but you're not going to see as much blood, and, you know, the violence is is down to a minimum. 
uh, you know, which which makes sense. Uh, and, and you have the similar situation with like the the Batman movies as well as Man of Steel. It's PG thirteen violence, but with the implication being, oh yeah, a lot of people probably died <laughs> during that. With- well, and and it's the fact that like obviously, obviously the the MCU, um, like they're trying to appeal to an incredibly broad range yes. of people, like not just comic nerds, not just adults, but teenagers young children mm-hmm. um like like that's all money mm-hmm. um and i mean i and, and that's probably the other thing i liked about this is this this movie new like straight up new this is we are not making a children's friendly movie like yeah. this is barely a teenager friendly movie like this is this is an adult movie like this is made for people who read an adult comic about an adult character mm-hmm in an adult presence. Um, and I love that because like, I mean, there's a number of movies out there. Like you could, you could say like, Oh, that's an adult movie. Any, just about any horror movie. You could say, well, that's an adult movie. Um, but really like this, this was an adult movie in many different capacities. Many, like it, it over encompassed many (laughs) different genres. Like there's a love story and there's, and there's action and there's mystery like I mean, there's there's all these great things that are all centered around adults. Yeah. And uh, and so that uh, that does kind of sorry, JP, you wanted to. Oh, I was just gonna say, my children will never be able to watch that movie. Well, at least not until they're like over seventeen, probably. <laughs> I, as long as I, they should, they will just never be able to tell me. Like I'll just like, no. not in this house. <laughs> when they're 30 i'm be like no you can't watch that shit Get out. <laughs> no i mean but that's that's also kind of the typical relationship anyway it's like the, this almost seems like a movie that eventually like kids will discover you know because i think for all of us when we were young depending on what our relationship was with our parents and how you know prudish or not so much that they were with what we watched on television we all were kind of introduced to like r-rated movies at different times and our tolerance for them are are also very different um and so it actually kind of leads into this like um so my the first rated r movie that i can actually even remember watching is and i I think it's rated r is rocky horror picture show i think is that r i could be wrong i I don't know it's just good no it's just good (laughs) but hold on i'm Okay, confirm. It was rated R. R yes. Okay, so, and I was 13, and it was my mother who showed it to me. <laughs> so, we were in the video store, and she's just like, I think I should show them Rocky Horror Picture Show, because she used to go to the midnight showings with my uncle when they were younger. And so she wanted to show my sister and I, and my sister is a year younger than I am. So she's 12, I'm 13, and we're watching this movie for the first time ever. Thankfully, she didn't, like, put the V's on our head or anything like that in our in the <laughs> comfort of our own home. You didn't have a virgin option? That's I, good. I did not. I, I think my mom kind of knew not to go through those steps, but <laughs> so she just kind of let us experience the movie for ourselves. But that was the first, like, flat-out rated R movie that... I, I can I can remember seeing, and and I what I do remember is when I was a little bit older, probably about fifteen. I had a sleepover with some of my friends from school, 
and we were going to watch Demolition Man, which I know for a fact was a rated R movie at you know at the time. Great movie. I love. I still to this day love. Again, Wesley Snipes, uh, and my mom was okay with it because my mom was fairly lax on the stuff that we watched, uh, obviously. Uh, but she was also someone who talked to us about that stuff. Uh, she was more concerned for the parents of my friends because you don't know what your friend's tolerance for things are or what their parents are really into. So it was a, it was a little bit of a, I don't know if you should watch this. And then it's like, nah, fuck it here. Go ahead. (laughs) So, uh, I'm going to actually start with uh, Tiff on this one. Do you, do you even recall what your first rated R movie was and what that experience was? You know, I was actually trying to remember what my first rated R movie was because like you said, parents have different ways of introducing certain things to their kids. Now, the first movie I can actually consciously remember seeing, I was six, and it was Jaws, which, believe it or not, is PG, <laughs> which, which really only goes to highlight exactly how arbitrary the rating system is and always has been, because I saw fucking Jaws as a six-year-old at, at the Oregon coast in the middle of a thunderstorm, and I still have problems going into deep water. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> yeah, it, not to say that, you know, that's necessarily related, it's just irrational fears. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't feel that I have suffered any sort of emotional damage or scarring from seeing anything especially violent or especially sexualized because I feel that most of my experiences around those issues were shaped mainly with my interaction with my family, with my friends, rather than with the media that I was or was not consuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, uh, wh- do you recall what your first uh, rated R movie was? Every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. Uh, Speed. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. That was rated R? Yeah, rated really? R. I know, right? Like, <laughs> and I've gone back and I've watched it many times over, and I'm like, I don't understand why, why this was rated R. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I remember it, like, yesterday it's one of the few memories i can remember crystal clear for some reason mm-hmm. and it was so scandalous because i was like a, i was like i don't know 11 12 mm-hmm. and my parents were absolutely like you don't get to see a rated art movie until you're at least 16 and you have our permission like that was their rule <laughs> and i was staying at i was staying the night at my best friend paul's house which uh, Paul's always full of bad ideas uh, that influence yes. my life. And so... <laughs> bad ideas. Right? And so it was, one of, it was one of those, like, he was just like, yeah, my mom rented it. She said we could watch it. And I was like, your mom lets you watch rated R movies? He's like, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, my parents won't let me. I can't I can't watch that. And he was just like, dude, it's going to be awesome. So we watched it. Um, and that's the thing. is like, like, there was nothing that, like, gave me, like, any kind of, like, nightmares like i didn't become like this hyper violent child or anything like that mm-hmm. um and yeah like it's it's so odd going back and watching it because i'm like literally outside of like the point where where uh you know his uh the, the bad guy's head gets knocked off uh oh yeah off the train tunnel <laughs> there's really nothing else in that yeah. movie except maybe language that like gives it an r and, like, even that, like, that scene alone, they don't really show anything. Like, it's it's literally, like, he pushes his head up, and then the camera clips, but you don't see, like, a head roll. There's not, like, a bunch of gore. Like, 
No, it's, it's kind of, as I recall, it just kind of bends back and, and then it cuts away. Right, right. And that's it, like, the, the, in that scene. And I'm like, really? R? <laughs> like, RoboCop hat was, was more deserving of the R, and that's because there's dismemberment mm-hmm. by gun. <laughs> <laughs> or Total Recall, where people explode. Right. And so nearly yeah, choke was, on the Martian uh, landscape, which freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> yes. Like, I do remember being freaked out by that movie, but it had very little to do with the violence, rather just weird effects. Oh my god, no, I still, like, if, if uh, Total Recall is on television, it's getting close to that part, I'm like, no, I am not gonna sit through and see that scene again, because the bulging eyes, and the... It, it kills me every time. Oh my god, I'm just like, nope, I don't want to have nightmares tonight, that's not happening. like... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, JP, uh, do you recall your first uh, R-rated movie? So, I don't know, and the reason why I say that is because my parents really didn't give a shit what movies were rated. Um, (laughs) Even if there was nudity in it, it really just warranted, like, a hand over the eyes Mm -hmm. um, in my household. So, I remember three things. I remember the first rated R movie that mattered to me. I remember the first one that I saw by myself Mm -hmm. in the theater, um, and of course everyone remembers the first movie they see in theater, but that was a rated R, but, um, <laughs> masters of the universe, of course. Um, <laughs> so, but the first rated R movie that really meant, meant anything to me just because slasher films kind of defined my childhood was nightmare, um, on Elm street. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably the first one that I watched that was like, a legitimately rated R film that, like, this, like, helped define my childhood. Yeah. Um, and then the first one I saw by myself in theaters, which, again, I was like, I don't know, when did it, Event Horizon come out? Oh, that was like... 96, wasn't it? Yeah, I want to say it's the late 90s. So, it was 97. It's mm. August 15th of 97. I saw it on the base theater, so give it a month and a half after release date that it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and 97, I would have been like 15, and I went and saw it by myself in an empty theater. Oh it was the creepiest experience of my life, because there's this guy in the back row who kind of watched me the whole time. It was strange, and when you saw Event Horizon, it doesn't hold up now, but back then, it was scary as shit. Oh, yeah. Dude, I still creeped the fuck out at that scene in the hallway with his wife like there are some parts that do hold up that's the one where like someone dies by a bunch of jellyfish right no that was the the sphere that goes to a hell dimension and then comes back and Lawrence Fishburne's a captain and oh yeah no I think I'm thinking of the sphere I think in the sphere there's like some dude who dies by jellyfish yep but um I think the I think going back to I think your original intent of your your question which is talking about just the standards of what for me our the r rating isn't the same as what it was and this goes back to james's um you know whole point from earlier about how it's completely arbitrary at this point because um even if you even if you go back and you watch like nightmare on elm street which is fucking pretty extreme for a kid and i was like six when i saw that for the first time Mm -hmm. um it's still not nearly as bad as the movies now like i and it's because 
monsters were just monsters in the movies when I was a kid. Like, no one really believed there was a guy with scissor hands coming after you. Uh, <laughs> um, and, but, like, now movies, particularly, the, I think the movies that really we need our ratings for, they, they go out of their way to make them, like, really creepy, scary, real people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, for me, makes it, as a parent, less less of something I can tolerate. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my thing about Deadpool and not watching my, letting my kids watch it, there's, it, it's, it's because my kids would probably enjoy it a little too much. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I just, I can't have that. Plus, the whole, like, sex montage would be very confusing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, like, you know, it's just not the same. Rated R movies just aren't the same. Like, I, I would have no problem showing my kids Halloween, but I would fucking damn not show them. What's that one where everyone dies on a certain day? The Purge? Oh, that yeah, shit, yeah. You would never watch that crap. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, it's very interesting because uh, so I, I'm actually curious about this uh, from your perspective, JP. Because so Grace Randolph, who operates her own movie channel uh, or review site on YouTube, there was a whole bit where she was trying to get a petition signed by a bunch of people to basically have the studio put out a PG-13 version of Deadpool. Uh, at the, and, and she was doing that because a mother had written to her about she wanted her child to be able to go see it. And so, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, JP, at all, but I'm just curious, like, what, what do you think of that? Like, do you, do you think that that's something that should happen or that it's just kind of like, well, it's, it's unnecessary for this particular movie? So I'll rephrase it as another question. Okay. Okay. Okay, you do that. (laughs) Because I think we all will agree on this point. Do we really want them to to start making our versions? Well, they already do. Mm -hmm. Our versions of movies that are separate. Here's my thing. If you're going to, if you're going to release a film, I'm okay with releasing a director's cut because there are some things we just can't get into the final. They're in editing have to come out mm-hmm. what I don't like and you brought this up earlier but I don't think we really got to talk about it is the idea of going out of our way to make an R-rated version of Batman versus Superman yeah and so I would say the same thing about Deadpool was it meant to be a PG movie and because of editing it ended up being an R-rated movie I don't think that's the case yeah do I think that Batman v Superman was meant to be an R-rated film and because of editing it didn't make it that way? Nope. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think Snyder just wants to get in, you know, on on the wave of... Because Snyder's one of those dicks in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> so my thing is, is, no, you made a movie. Is it legitimate to what you wanted to make? Put it out that way. My kids don't need to see every movie. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see every movie. It, it doesn't it just make the movie you're trying to make and hope that it's it stands up on its own merit mm-hmm. uh, you know if if one of the reasons why I like slasher films so much is because in the 80s and the 90s when they were in their heyday they were the they were the envelope pushers um, 
in a lot of ways and they were they were fun and they were different and they were kind of silly and horror movies were great back then because they were really good monster movies yeah and even though the trope kept getting done over and over and over again they always found creative ways to make it a little different and in that way they were enjoyable like dream warriors is one of the best freddy movies ever made like it's just fucking great there's a guy who screams and makes mirrors shatter mm-hmm. and that moment was like i had tears in my eyes when i watched it for the first moment joey screams it's so fantastic <laughs> like it just they just made the movie they wanted to make and yeah. they didn't really give a shit and and then people were like yeah we you don't have to give a shit we're gonna go see that it's great let's just do that <laughs> so just do that and mm. either we'll see it or we don't but don't go out of your way and make something that you're not really trying to make yeah right. like it's it's because i mean like for me movies it's, it's artistic expression and and just like art some art you're gonna love some art it's gonna make you cry some art you're absolutely going to abhor you're mm. gonna just go this this is horrible this isn't I don't know what this is, but I hate it. I don't, I don't like it. And, and that's just, and that's the way it is. Like, I don't see anybody going around and being like, oh, the statue of Aphrodite. I'm sorry. It's, it's way too much for my kids. Could you make a clothed version of that? Could you, could you fix that? No, because it's art. That's the way the artist meant for it to be. Nobody's asking for a do over. On, on any of that kind of stuff because they understand that and I think that's part of the problem is general public asks for these things because they take it as this is entertainment this is an art mm-hmm. and at the end of the day that's not how directors that's not how well I don't know some producers um, that's not how they're ta- like like writers like that's not how they're taking like this is their art this is their canvas this is what they painted if you don't like it that's okay Mm-hmm. If you loved it, great. Share it with your friends. No, I... James, I'm, I'm having a destiny moment. I'm giving you the slow cap clap right now. There we that go. Well, fucking it... right on point. And I mean, the, I mean, this is all tying into. The, I mean, get basically the latest news that has come out. Uh, the one that's the least surprising is that Wolverine Three, which is basically the old man Logan storyline is going to get uh, <laughs> a, a, a an R rating, which, not surprising, you know, for, especially for Wolverine, who's kind of cut from the same cloth as Deadpool in the violence sector, you know, section or whatever. Uh, he's been, for the most part, very neutered, I feel, by the X-Men movies. Uh, never, never really allowed to fully go berserker like he does in the comics at times. Um, so th- that doesn't... That that one doesn't bother me as much because it feels truer to the character at times, um, and and my friend Kara and I we we still maintain that his cameo appearance in um, First Class X Men First Class when he just says "fuck you" to uh, Charles and and uh, Eric perfect. that's that's the most awesome. Logan he's ever been. Like I, I mean I enjoy the X Men movies for the most part, but they. It just feels like it's just been bringing them down for a while. I mean, but that's just you know my opinion. Uh, so the Wolverine hard R, fine, whatever. They were gonna do it. It's the last hurrah for him, basically. So might as well. Until, Mar- until Mickey comes a calling, I'm telling you, he's 
Mickey says, hey, we want you in an Avengers movie, you'll still see them. Well, Wolverine is not owned by Disney, so this is no, still... No, but, but I think you're going to see that starting to break down. I think Spider-Man is a first foray into the fact that other companies are going to want to be part of that world, that no, universe. And, and I don't disagree with you. I, um, yeah, no, especially with Spider-Man, but yeah, with Fantastic Four and the... X-Men still owned by Fox. Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. There, I heard rumors that they were going to maybe reboot Fantastic Four to try to go for the R rating. Again? That was a rumor. Please, like, I, I don't know. But again, it was like, it was tying into all of this, like, Hollywood clearly isn't learning the right lessons bit. Um, and so going going over to the WB side of things, like the most recent news that came out is that Bats versus Soups, court case of justice dawning um is going to uh it's blu-ray dvd release uh you know months after it's been in the theater in, in the theaters and everything is going to be an r-rated you know ultimate edition or, or whatever the hell it is and when this the news first came out i mean i'll be honest i'm it's i mean it still irks me now um and and mostly what it is is because Batman and Superman, especially the Justice League, like those like core characters of the DC universe are not, in my mind, R-rated characters. Uh, they, and I know, I mean, everyone can go and point, you know, to the, you know, back in the 40s when they were all, you know, for most part, all introduced and like, well, Batman was dropping people off of rooftops and Superman was all like threatening, you know, landlords and shit. It's like, yeah, because that's the 40s sensibility and everything but anyway as the characters have grown in the 75 years they've been out uh there are iconic versions of them that a lot of people stand by and and it seems to me that those characters um shouldn't necessarily uh exist in a in a hard r universe (laughs) you know and and that's really just me and i've been kind of you know toying with it and trying to figure it out but i i'm actually very curious about your guys's opinion so and i do want to start with jp because we have been touching on this you know right and left and you you basically addressed it but um what are your feelings on the bats versus soups r-rated dvd so any i mean i think everyone on this podcast has been on a podcast where i've complained about the overly dark tones that have stemmed from the the Nolan verse. Mm-hmm. Um, look, so here's the thing. Superman, for the last 10 years, even in the comic books, has been going through this, like, has to be this pained alien thing that's just not accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's not, it's not a Superman that I enjoy. Um, and I agree with you. He is not a... Um, hard R um, thing. But I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with other things. I think there's variations here. I think that Batman um, actually could benefit from an R rating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the best Batman stories ever told are pretty dark and gruesome. Um, and I I think I just, I would love to have seen what Burton would have done with with. If he had had, if he could have, would have allowed to really make an R-rated film. Mm-hmm. Um, if he could have pushed that that cast just a little bit farther, I think 
an already fantastic movie would have been epically good. Um, well, his Batman but, was pretty cool about throwing guys in front of cars. So. <laughs> I know, but there there was things that he had to kind of hold himself back from, and we mm-hmm. didn't get to see on screen and things like that because it wasn't you couldn't do that. He wasn't allowed to do that, right? Yeah. So um, I think that there's some. Op- I, for me, I think that Batman maybe isn't a hard R, but it could benefit from an R rating. I think that Wonder Woman could benefit from an R rating. I think that having an R rating Wonder Woman would be fantastic mm-hmm. because she is a bit of a badass. And sometimes she Wonder Woman is like the perfect example of use of excessive force. Like she's the one who kind of takes it that extra step. Oh, I wasn't supposed to stab him. Nobody told me that. Like, <laughs> where did that social norm come from? So, you know, do I want to see an R-rated Flash film? No. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to just make the movie that you mean to make. If it ends up being an R-rating, then it ends up being an R-rating. And if not, then it isn't. Mm-hmm. James, uh, what are what are your thoughts on the Bats v. Soups R-rating DVD? I'm glad we're just covering that specifically, because I have so many opinions in general on that. <laughs> um, so... It's a cash grab. Um, yeah. It's a cash grab for those that are diehard, like a few friends I have that are like, I mean, it'll be better because it's R-rated. And I'm like, no, you're 100% wrong. Um, is but it that's, Paul? Uh, no, it's not Paul. <laughs> is it Chris? It is Chris, mm. yes. Uh, Hi, Chris. Uh, like, like, and, and that's the thing. is like He'll admit, like, yes, there are a fair share of great PG-13 movies out there, and they're all good, but... Like, he's very diehard on, like, uh, like RoboCop. Uh, for him, RoboCop, the remake, was brought down because it was a PG-13 movie. It was not a hard R movie like the original RoboCop very much was. Yeah. Um, to which I'm like, no, I don't think so, no. It was mostly because crappy writing that brought that one down. But. Yeah. Right, so... Yeah, so, I mean, it's one of those where I don't... Zack Snyder keeps talking about shit like this and doing shit like this. And the more he does this kind of crap, the more I just lose ounces of respect for him mm-hmm. um, as a director, as an artist. Like I just care less and less and less about the work he does. Um, and I mean, a lot of that really started for me with man of steel. Like, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've had my fair share of arguments over, <laughs> how how great that movie is and I've had my fair share of arguments of nope not actually that great but sure um, <laughs> so I mean it's yeah I, I just I think as said like there is a time and a place and there just as, as, as JP said like there there is there is room for those things in the right continuity but at the end of the day like don't force yourself into it because Hollywood's like, oh no, it needs to be a hard R. Like, like you're not going to get the product we want. Like, like we're not going to get the product we want. They're not going to get the product they want. Um, you know, you're just, you may very well succeed in just alienating people. I mean, yeah, if we were talking, like, if we went back to Nolan's Dark Knight Batman, oh yeah, you could definitely come up with a rated R out of that. Oh and, yeah. And I would be sold 100% of the way. Like, I'd be, yep, 
like, yeah, do that. I'm okay with it. <laughs> more because, Joker. More Joker killing. Right? Because, I mean, that's the thing. If, if you jump to, if you jump to uh, excerpts in canon, if you jump to off-canon pieces within the Batman universe that are kind of in that Dark Knight realm, uh, yeah, no, like, it's, it's super gratuitous. Um, and not specifically necessarily because of Batman, but because of the villains. Like, the villains are horrible people. Like, mm-hmm. they murder people heinously. Um, so, I mean, yeah, sure, it could, it, it would, it would totally be, you know, something I could get into if that was the artist's goal. Yeah. But if, you know, if they're forcing it, it, it's just, it doesn't work. Well, and, and the problem also, for, you know, from where I'm standing is that Snyder is has such a a hard on for Frank Miller's work, which right. is itself inherently more violent and you know at times more vulgar and everything. And and again, I'm not a prude. Like I love ultra violent movies. I watch plenty of movies where sex is involved and everything. But it's just the the amount of effort he goes to to make sure that Frank Miller's version of the Dark Knight is what he's presenting uh, is, for me, it's troublesome. It's, it's a bit worrisome um, because not only is this a new Batman, and I'm not all that worried about Ben Affleck playing him, but it's, it, it's a new Batman in a different you know, universe, and he's harder and older and all that kind of stuff, where it's just like, are you already presenting a version of this character that maybe people who are new to this universe don't don't understand as well as maybe you think they do? Like, because uh, we barely know who Superman is at this point. Uh, Man of Steel is again a shaky foundation to build your uh, cinematic universe on, and then bringing in virtually the entire Justice League, whether cameo appearances or not, into your next movie, uh, just speaks to, like, okay, we are we are either trying to, like, chase this Avengers thing, which they've been doing since day one, or, you know, we are just so worried about building our audience that we just want to get to this right now, you know, that kind of thing. And so, like you said, James, this the cash grab of it is the thing that stands out the most is that it's like, oh, there's a, we're going to give you a, the R-rated version that was taken out for all this violence and everything's like, well, why were you even intending to make an R-rated version of this movie? Like, I think that's, that, that's where I'm stuck on is like, were you, did you want to make an R-rated Batman versus Superman movie first? Um, I mean, well, it, I, I, I'm just plagued by trying to figure out, like after hearing that, like, what exactly is going to be rated R here? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if we're basing this off of, like, what we saw out of the Man of Steel universe, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, is he going to go snap some more necks? <laughs> like, or is he actually going to, like, did, did he actually, like, tear a head off? Like, I don't... The, the, the weird I, thing is that when Batman and Superman go up against each other, based on the information we know in that first meeting, Superman is the only one with a confirmed kill. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> Which is just weird to me. <laughs> uh, Tiff, uh, what? What? I, I don't know how long you've known about this or anything, but like, what is? What is your impression of? It. Okay, so so what? What do you think of the situation at this point? I think that James's point point about Snyder is really pretty spot on. I've had a love-hate relationship with his work for a while, mm-hmm. and I feel like 
I feel like especially lately, there has been a level of try hard that he is going for that I just don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. He he wants to put out product. He wants to put out product that's faithful to the source material, but and he seems to be confusing darkness original. And this is coming from somebody who's a, a self-proclaimed goth person. <laughs> like, I love darkness where it's supposed to be. I want, want to see the nitty-gritty, soul-deep humanity of a character. But I think that na- that necessarily has to be told in shades of gray. Mm-hmm. With, like, bright red splashed all over and six-pack abs and 12-pack abs. Yeah, boring to me. <laughs> like, I enjoyed Three for the ab fest that it was, but you can't look at that movie and say that it was anything a salute to gratuitous violence. Mm-hmm. And if you go into it looking for that, you're going to have a great fucking time. Oh, yeah. But if you go in looking for an accurate or interesting story, you're going to kind of disappointed. Like, when the, yeah, when they so start talking like, about, like, oh, lib- no, sorry, no, it's, uh, when they start talking about liberty and freedom, it's like, oh, here's the message, quote unquote. Yeah. Whereas the rest of it's just yeah. 1,800 abs. Like, that's well, it. Well, and I mean, abs and titties, Admittedly, admittedly, that's the comic as well. It's oh, no, no, like I, yeah. No, I understand that it's, it's. That based on the source material, again another Frank Miller joint. Uh, yeah, it's he. He's very. That's the thing. Like Zack Snyder, when he's adapting someone else's work, very faithful to it. Like I actually enjoy Watchmen for what it is because I feel like it's it's the closest you could have actually gotten to Alan Moore because that whole squid ending thing just is is really cumbersome. You know when you think about it. But in even 300, very true to the book that it comes from. But it's it's a fool's errand to try to insert meaning into 300 in the way that they were actually trying to do it. It's like it's about liberty and you know and Sparta and everything. It's like no, it's about you guys stabbing a bunch of people in slow motion. Like that's it. I think my problem, yeah. my problem overarching from Snyder is is he delivers he delivers a visual experience mm-hmm. um, for sure, but sometimes at its core, like that's really all we get. Like we we don't really get a lot of in depth story. Um, I mean, I agree. Like the Watchmen, he did the best that he could with the amount of source material he had. I mean, I still stand by the fact that God, if the studio had done things maybe a little differently, or if it had been written or organized a little differently, we could have seen multiple movies out of that universe, mm. uh, because it, it is a very large universe overall. Like, it's there's a lot of story. And, <laughs> and I appreciate the, the submersiveness that they also went, you know, to, to the extent that they did, like, the, the animated Black Flag um, I, uh, movie and everything, that they were trying to uh, go as faithful as they possibly could to that book. Uh, to a degree that you know, I, at that point, I don't think we'd really seen, um, and and so like I I admire that, but it's it, it feels like ever since then it's kind of been going a little bit downhill. Yeah, well, and, and that's so the thing. I have like, a question. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that there is somewhat of a, a parallel in feeling about Batman versus Man as is to the Suicide Squad? In- darkness for darkness sake is kind of boring and unexciting for you 
Who are we talking to? Any of you? Ah. Like, I'm excited about Suicide Squad. It, it, it at least looks... I, I, and I think that what, what I've been reading also on, on other websites, that Suicide Squad is a, a property that is also not well known to a lot of people. I mean, I think Arrow Arrow has done a pretty good job of show of showcasing it, you know, a couple of times, but for the most part, you know, it's a it's a comic book fan's comic book, you know. So them trying to make it appealing to a, a larger audience as well with, you know, maybe the only like recognizable uh villain on there is Harley Quinn, you know, and yeah. and, and the Joker obviously. The rest well, of the Joker if you're familiar with Killing Joke. Yeah, exactly. So there's so not happy about it. I know. There, there's only two characters in that movie that people are probably the most well known for. The rest of them are still are still new, um, and I don't know. Like David Ayer seems to be kind of in the same grouping as James Gunn, where he wants to do kind of like just a kick-ass movie. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I think the the darkness for darkness sake in that one is more just like maybe trying to go for a, a, an aesthetic, um, uh, or like trying to match it up with Man of Steel and that's yeah. Yeah. So my thing about Suicide Squad is it'll find itself it finds itself in a very interesting predicament mm-hmm. because um, even Arrow has suffered from the Nolan esque color scheme. That is like being force fed onto everything DC for the last ten years. Yeah, um, and so it's it's su- it's playing subject to that. It's it, there's as long as Snyder is involved, that's not going to change. And all of these movies are going to do that. We've already seen where they're going to go in that same direction with Wonder Woman, and it's going to get old quick. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think. I really, really hope that they loosen his grip on this because um, I think it's going to... I don't like it. Um, but here's what I will say this. It also kind of, It's also going to suffer a little bit from Deadpool. And I say that because I think... I get a sense from the promos that Suicide Squad doesn't want to take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as that is possible in the current DC cinematic universe, I don't think it's trying to take itself that seriously. But with Deadpool coming out and doing the whole don't take yourself too seriously thing so well, I think it'll be difficult for it not to fall a little flat. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I can hope for is that the cast carries it through. And yeah, and that that seems to be what's what's kind of coming across too. And you know, like the 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 trailer, some of the promotional materials, and everything. It says it's going to very much like Iron Man, you know, rely on its main actors to kind of carry it forward. Because I mean, really, Iron Man, if you get down to the story of it, is a guy makes a suit three times. I mean, that's the story. Whereas the rest of it is a lot of Robert Downey Jr. being charming. <laughs> so uh, I think Suicide Squad is going to live in... I agree with you, JP. It's going to live and live and breathe and die by whether or not the actors are likable enough in their roles. And then we also have to take bets on which one of them dies in it. So... <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, for the most part, this was me wanting to get like a bunch of people who I very much trust and and, uh, rely on their opinions about things because... I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, I was struggling with the rated R thing, because I'm not as completely, um, a, you know, against it as I was, like, yesterday, but, uh, because I understand, like, yeah, you don't have to buy that version, or you can just watch the PG-13 one. Um, I think my concern going forward with stuff like this is more of the implications of what can happen with the rest of maybe the DC universe. I don't think Marvel Studios is going to have a problem. I think they're they're set on their path. And they they know what their universe is. And that's fine. Whereas DC is going to... Definitely has the potential to do R-rated material. Especially with things like their Vertigo titles. You know, I could definitely see a Sandman movie being R. Or like a... Con- you know, if they wanted to do another Constantine movie that could definitely be rated R or something like that. But I, I almost feel like with their their main superheroes, especially their Justice League heroes, when they're together, it it really, I feel like it, it should always be with the um, intent to go for PG-13. Um, but again, that's me. I'm not making decisions in Hollywood, so <laughs> I, I'm not right now, but I will someday. Um, one day. <laughs> Uh, but I do want to, we're, we're at over two hours at this point, so I think yeah, like we, always. we probably need to stop. Uh, if, if people are out there wondering where Sean is, he had to go away. He's, he's not being silent and hating on us, you know, secretly from the shadows. Uh, well, maybe. Well, I mean, he is, but just not on. Yes. The potential is there for him to do so. Um, but I do want to thank you guys uh, all for, for joining me uh, tonight for doing that. Uh, is there, I, I think I'm the only one right now with like the, the main podcast website thing, but James, do, did you want to promote any like Roman on the rocks? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm uh, so I just freed myself of the bonds of, uh, of, of, of artistic, suppression mm-hmm. uh from where i was previously writing so i'm no longer with them um and uh yeah i'm hoping to get uh fresh breath of air start writing again so uh look out growing <laughs> on the rocks.com uh new content that's not you know like six months old so uh, hopefully that'll be coming and yeah i fully intend to be getting a podcast going i know i've been doing some talking with jp because uh, he he wants to do a podcast too mm-hmm. um so you know i'm I'm always up for a podcast, and I'm never not up for a podcast. I'm I'm really good at talking. The writing thing, I like doing. Sometimes I'm just a big procrastinator, and it's a whole lot easier for me to like shut up. Uh, (laughs) It's a whole lot easier for me to verbalize it. So um, I'm not super active on Twitter. If people want to follow me there uh, at Roman on the Rocks, of course you can find my Facebook page, which has suddenly been getting all kinds of. Like what the hell? <laughs> like suddenly, like the other day, I get this notification. It's like Roman on the Rocks has eleven new views, and I was like, "What? I haven't even done anything." Is that is this the key to my success? Like I just I wrote like five articles, and now I just don't need to do anything. Um, you just wait in the wings, man. Wait in the right, wings. Right. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So hopefully those things will be lining up here soon. Uh, more podcasts, uh, as always. Um, Sam, if you want me to be on a podcast, I'm always happy to do Oh, of course. I mean, if you if you ever want me to stop by your eventual podcasting ways, I will always guest star, sir. 
Yay! Yay! Uh, JP, is there? Do you want to announce anything, or do you want to just keep that under the under, on the rocks right now? No, well, not, yeah, Roman so, not, not Roman. Not Roman. Yeah, it might be a little Roman on the Roxy. Um, <laughs> so I've been trying to put a website up for a while. It's work and stuff keep getting in the way. So I've just asked Sam if I start producing a podcast if she'll post it. So, you know, we'll see. I, um, I think um, Roman and I can probably come up with some wonderful things to talk about, even if we just spend the next three months talking about the division when it comes out, which we could certainly do. Hmm. Uh, so good. Um, so what I will say is, uh, just very quickly, um, you, I'm on Twitter. I'm not very active as I'd like to be, but I will always respond to people or have conversations if you'd like, um, at J-A-P-A-D-U-A. And the other thing is, I would just like everyone who happens to listen to this to um, do one thing for me and then ask all of their friends to do this one thing for me. <laughs> Go on Netflix one day, and I don't even care if you're watching. Just put on Young Justice and let it run in the background. Oh, my God. 24-7 nonstop because there's a little bit of a rumor that Netflix decided if enough people watch over the next few months that they're going to go ahead and make a third season to that show. And do um, it. <laughs> this is something that needs to happen, people. Yep. If, we, uh, can, we can do it. If, we have the power. If anyone is familiar with uh, JP and Mai's uh, uh, previous stint at Word of the Nerd... <laughs> We were very adamant of in our love for Young Justice, and uh, I, in particular, was quite upset with the ending of season two and what transpired there. I'm not going to spoil it, but suffice it to say, a, a flash was involved and some fourth world stuff, which it was the worst place to end because, yeah. So a third season would be amazing, and I would welcome it. So yes, do as JP asks... Please put Young Justice on in the background and tell your friends to do it, too. Uh, yeah. uh, Tiff? Uh, quick side note. Quick side note. Quick side note. Um, just because I thought about it, because you mentioned Netflix. Mm. Um, if anybody wants to know exactly how bullshit our rating system is for movies, mm. hit up the Netflix. Look up a little video. Uh, it's it's a documentary. I know. They're hard to stomach sometimes. <laughs> it's an hour 40 minutes of your life, but it's worth it. So you can go, God, it's bullshit. Uh <laughs> It's called This Film Is Not Yet Rated. Um, mm. Don't 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 shriek at the, the image that comes up on Netflix. It looks a little scant, but no, it's not about like the porn industry or anything like that. Uh, it's totally about like the rating system and how absolutely insane it is. So check it out. Excellent. Uh, Tiffany, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, any of your dancing stuff or, or things like that? Or are you just happy to be around? I would really just love to Sweetie, you know I love you. Uh, I'm totally googling <laughs> Tiffany dancing now because that, that I did not know that was a thing, and I'm googling it. No, there's. Me. I don't think there's anything up there. <laughs> no. Totally, you only will find anything through my real name. I have a dance name, and I'm not saying what it is. Sweetie, <laughs> you're you're kind of cutting out there. I can't uh, hear you as well. Sorry. Uh, there we go. 
pseudonym, you won't be able to hear it or see it. So good luck with your Google search. <laughs> Damn, Google fails me yet again. Dag Um But <laughs> on that note, uh, again, everybody, thank you for coming. And uh, I always look forward to uh, having a, a group of such amazing people on the show. Uh, so uh, on behalf of That Girl with the Curls and Maniacal Geek, thank you to Jason, James, Tiffany, and Sean, who is somewhere out there uh, beyond the pale moonlight. Uh, and to those of you out there listening good night everybody Deadpool. Deadpool.